When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right. That was a win. That was a win. What is up, everybody? Welcome to the Winner's Lounge. Let's go. Nuggets back in the win column against the Spurs, 132-120. A game that felt like it ended an hour ago. Yeah, it, it ended an hour ago. Yeah, and then there was this other, like, end of the game that just took on and then yeah. took on and took on. Damn. Damn. But it, I'll call it a get-right game. It was a get-right game for the Denver Nuggets, and a lot of guys got right, and a couple did not. We'll talk about all mm. of that to help me out. I got Harrison Wind. I'm just happy to be back in the winner's lounge, man. It's It's been too long. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't felt the same without a winner's lounge. They're 11-6, and six and it does feel like it's been... We oh, needed this one, man. We front-loaded those wins, man. We this really was did. a must-winner's lounge tonight. <laughs> It was kind of also a guaranteed winner's lounge. Over here, I got D-line. There's no guaranteed winner's lounges in the NBA. Everybody yeah. knows that. Any given Sunday or Tuesday, Wednesday. This was pretty close, though, to a gimme. Yeah, it was, it was, it was, it was, this was a gimme. This is a definite gimme. <laughs> and then a man who's making it an all-Denver sports day, superstar dev. We deserve to be here in this winner's lounge. <laughs> so I hated those loser's lounges. It was... It was not feeling uh, good on my body, but this this feels right. Yeah, this does feel right on my body also. Um, <laughs> let's quick recap this one. It's a pretty quick one, I'll be honest with you, because there just weren't that many notes uh, I, I don't feel. Maybe you guys disagree. Uh, first note, Michael Porter made his first three. Hey! Sign of things to come. Then he made his second three. So is your first note. Tells the story Tells of the, the entire, entire game. It's so true. Michael Porter <laughs> making his threes tonight. Zeke Naji in. Two quick fouls. Out. That also Zeke, told the story of the game. Zeke Naji was that uh, gif of uh, the Simpsons. Grandpa walking in, uh, grandpa walking out. Right back out. <laughs> Zeke checked into the game, checked right back out of the game. Uh, the Spurs started 7 of 10 from 3. Do you guys even remember this? The Spurs did not miss in the first quarter. Vaguely. They were on fire. And then MPJ was hustling. I mean, when I say it was a get-right game for a lot of guys, Michael Porter... The shot was there, but he also just made a bunch of other plays, especially early on. And I think that was, I mean, this for him, I think, was definitely a get-right game. 35-39 Nuggets. Listen to that score. 35-39? My God. It's defense optional. Like we're playing the worst defense in the NBA. It's almost like that. Start the second quarter. Michael Porter Jr. stays hot. Hits a third three. Um, I have a note in here, and I don't even remember it. Weirdest call ever on Strother. Oh, yeah, I do. Do you guys remember, like, Wimby yes. reached around... We're in the bar. Sometimes you can't hear the minutia, but I have no idea. They showed it 10 times. I don't know how Strother picked up a foul on that play. That was the weirdest play of all time. I need an explanation. Wembenyama, killing it. He was getting a bunch of buckets, making some plays in that second quarter. And then Peyton Watson, another guy who I thought had a get-right night. I have in here Peyton hustling. Making plays, best stint in weeks. I think it was his best game in weeks. Absolutely. But that second quarter stint in particular was the the part where he was just doing stuff. He was affecting the game in the ways that he needed to. Uh, DeAndre Jordan also in the game and balling. 
DeAndre Jordan, some nice plays. <laughs> he played well. He played well tonight. Um, Jokic checks back in at the end of the half, or you know, at his regular time in the second quarter, and that's where the game really ended. Um, they went on. I don't know what the exact number was, eighteen to six or something like eighteen to four. A crazy extended run. Denver was up twenty. They closed the half horribly. It was only 72-60 Nuggets when it felt like they should have been up twenty points. They kind of dicked around at the end of the half. Um, and then in the third quarter, I think it's Jokic was scoring so easily in that third quarter that it looked like he was trying to make it look like it was easy. He almost felt disrespectful how easy Jokic was dominating. Uh, Nuggets blowing out the Spurs. Fourth quarter, Michael Porter had a saucy layup. I just wanted that to get in there because it was very saucy. And then Nuggets up 24, shut it down for Yoke. Wait, no. Bring him back in, rather. <laughs> Bring him back in for some reason and have him finish the entire gosh darn fourth quarter. Um, there's no notes, really, from that stretch other than Yoke did not get his triple-double. God damn it. You want to bet. It's funny for me to say because we lost our bet, but this is why you bet, especially games like this, because the end of this game was not the most exciting basketball, but boy, was it fun sweating out that triple-double. And Just, this this was a vintage Sombor double, nine assists and thirty nine points. Man, went one under the forty yeah. point mark. Just a killer, man. Just a killer. Uh, all right, Dev, what's your big takeaway? I think that this was the yes, it was the Spurs, but this is the perfect get right spot for everybody. Really, um, Jokic got to see the ball is popping. Um, we got to see what it looks like with a different backup center. Um, we got to see the young guys play. Aaron Gordon got some much-needed rest, and Denver picked up a win. So this was just like a, a spot that Denver really needed, um, no matter who it is that they were playing. It's good that the Spurs were on the schedule. Yeah. And they got back to playing Nuggets basketball tonight. Yep. I mean, this was the Nuggets again. My big takeaway is that Victor Wembanyama plays the dumbest brand of basketball that he could possibly play with the body that he has. I cannot get over <laughs> The way that he plays basketball, he's so big and he's so infrequently around the rim, man. He's shooting like he truly, we make jokes. He really plays like just big Will Barton, big Jordan Poole. Like he's out, he's shooting from the logo and stuff. You're like, bro, you're seven foot four. And then when he goes in and he just like is comically like, hey, throw it up. Then he just like clowns everybody, just easily dunks over them. But it's like not part of the repertoire for some reason. I can't figure it out. I can't tell if he's good or if he's just tall. I, I need to you figure this You can't tell if he's good? No. Come on, man. <laughs> I don't know. He's good. Really? You don't think he's good? I, well, think, I, mean, I, I, I think he's damn I think good. He can, oh, I think he's he can, played like 15 NBA games in his life. I think he can <laughs> score. I think that he has skill. But I don't know if I'm like rated. It's this question of like, this guy is so supremely gifted. Will that turn into what you would expect somebody that looks like that to be? He has six steals and four blocks in this. I know, dude, but like, do do you want him out there? I don't know. I, I, like, I understand the dismissive way you guys are are so bad. Yeah, like, he's not. I don't know, dude. I, I mean, I understand like the the laughing. Like, yes, he is. Look at this stat line, but I just, I don't get it. I don't get how he plays. I don't understand it. What's your big takeaway? Um. My big takeaway is that Calvin Boots Project Dynasty. Back on schedule. <laughs> Project Dynasty Wait, back? is back on schedule. <laughs> Season two. It seemed like we might be going a little off course. Michael Malone threatening to play different guys off the bench after that last loss. I mean, he did. But he still played Julian Strother, yeah. who had a great game tonight. Yeah. He still played Peyton Watson, who won the defensive player of the game chain and played a great game tonight. He was everywhere. It was a get right game from him. Calvin Booth wants this thing to be a dynasty, and a big part of that is developing 
the bench players for years to come this season. And the Nuggets got back to that tonight. Peyton Watson, Julian Straw. You know Christian Brown's going to be out there every night. Um, but those two guys in particular, they're central to the Nuggets dynasty. And they got back on track tonight. And tonight was another one of those games where you can see Calvin Boot's vision for what this team can be in future seasons and this season as well. The only I'm going to push back on this in one way. The NBA, there's such a big difference. We always talk about playoff basketball and regular season basketball against good teams and bad teams. And this is just a terrible San Antonio game. And it was at home. Part of me, this was just a get right game more than it was a back on track game. This was more of like a, they just needed to settle down and feel good about themselves for a little bit. But I don't know if I saw things tonight that make me think, oh, these guys are ready for the tougher games. Like I, tomorrow night they play the Clippers. I don't know if any of this is going to carry over there other than I feel like confidence. I did from Peyton Watson. Well, to, yeah, because he did the right thing. Because tonight. Peyton Watson, a reason why I thought he might be out of the rotation tonight. I thought he might. Do. Was well. because during that road trip, he got away from what makes Peyton Watson valuable to this team. Defense, hustling, rebounding. And he got back to that tonight. And like he got back to who he needs to be as a player to be a contributor for this team this season. And I know, I know Michael Malone was thrilled with how he played tonight. I'm sure that's why he gave him the DPOG chain. But for him, I think just getting back to who he is, that's the thing that can carry over. It didn't matter to me who they played. It was that he had a realization of, oh, yeah, I'm I'm supposed to be this type of player for this team. And he found that tonight. Dev, don't you feel like, though, with Peyton, we've had this moment already once before? I kind of feel like we've already had that this season where it was, hey, you're a hustle guy. Go out and hustle. And he did it. And then it went away from him again. Like, I... This isn't the first time I've, I've felt the way Harrison feels. Yeah, but I think that this one means a little bit more because it looked like the, the, the doors were shutting on him. Yeah. Where he was out of the rotation and it was like, hey, if you he can't figure it one. out, then you are going to be at the end of that bench. And we're seeing that with other guys like Zeke Naji. Um, Peyton Watson was really on his way of like not playing. And then you see guys like Justin Holiday play well. Julian Strother starting to you know get things going. This was a game that he desperately needed. So this one means a lot more. And also, this is the one that's going to stick because he's like, hey, I did not have to score in this game. I did not have to make shots or really run the offense. I had to be what they want me to be, uh, a defensive guy that's going to be the anchor at, you know, at times um, and really just stand out with like my energy. So this was like a really productive game for like the Nuggets. But him, he needed this. Yeah, the Nuggets like needed to come home. They looked so gassed the last couple games. Yeah. Um, and it's true. Like, Peyton Watson is just getting the classic Malone treatment. Like, oh, I'm going to bench you. Okay, you're back in. Oh, it's like, get the message through. Like, you got to do the right. You got to play the right way. I don't care. Like, it just doesn't matter. Um, it is. It was great to see, though. I mean, it's just. it was just great to see people play with energy tonight. They just. The team has had just been so lackluster in so many ways the last road trip. That it just like I was like why why I, that question you always ask yourself like why do I care more than these guys care I just why I don't yeah. get this and I didn't feel that way tonight I mean obviously they they beat the the doors off of them but like they played with effort and energy and probably you know just having success fuels that but it was just like it seemed like they cared again which I appreciate <laughs> I think my big takeaway is that this game really was revealing about Michael Malone's circles of trust. 
Because I really do think it's circles of trust, layers of trust here. Zeke Naji played one minute tonight. One minute. What you were talking about with Peyton, you know, a chance of getting benched, we weren't sure this or that. I think there was an alternate universe where Zeke Naji had the Peyton Watson game tonight. 22 minutes, you know, this or that. But it didn't happen. He comes in and fouls right away. Malone was very frustrated with something that happened and was like, that's it. Like, the leash tonight, and I do think that it was possible Peyton Watson could have had a similar night where Definitely. he comes in and has a terrible one-minute stretch, and Malone goes, you know what? We're not doing this. The leash is this long, yeah. and for Zeke, the leash was this long. You're out the game because you mess up. Peyton Watson goes out there and hustles, and you get to play 22 <laughs> minutes. So I feel like, to me, the big takeaway is this was a Spurs team that was terrible. Denver needed a get-right game, and yet we still get – Regular starter minutes for the most part from the starters. We get minutes from Christian Brown, which we knew we would get. We get minutes from Peyton Watson because we believe he earned them through his play. And then we get DeAndre Jordan minutes because I think that trust is the key word with Malone right now. And we saw exactly how long of a leash everybody gets and who has his trust. There was an interesting moment with Zeke because he came in with Nikola Jokic. They shared the floor at the same time. And I think... I think it was when the Spurs were playing two bigs. You know, Wembenyama and then Zach Collins or or Bassey or whoever it was. And it seemed like Michael Malone wanted that to be the defensive look on Wembenyama, Zeke, and Jokic, who are like like Nuggets' two tallest interior players that are usually playing. And um, like that's what the Nuggets wanted to do. But Zeke's two quick fouls didn't allow that to happen. Malone quickly pulled the plug and was like, yeah, we're not even going to try that tonight anymore. We're done with that. And it's not like he's worried about his fouls. He literally didn't go back in right. the game. So it wasn't... He could have come back in the second half. Yeah, yeah. But that was after DeAndre Jordan played well. What a horrible spot to be in. Like for Zeke, really. Like It's like you make one mistake and you are done. But he didn't start out there, Dev. He kind of earned it. He earned the tight leash, don't you think? Not as tight as it is. Like he might have earned the doghouse. You don't earn the you know the leash um, to be this tight. Like he has not played, and if he makes one mistake, he's out of there. And that's there's no way you're gonna find a rhythm if you're anybody in this league that you're not finding a ry- rhythm with that. This is a game that they went away from him, and I've been calling for that. So it's not like I want to you know defend him in that way. I just think that it's very tough. I like the the fact that he went to DeAndre Jordan, especially in these type of matchups where you have two centers yeah, that, that they could put up. And he like was productive in this. Um, but it, to answer that, that is a tough spot to be in. I, I think a lot of it is just that he was completely undersized in this matchup too. Like he obviously has a, a tight leash. Like he hasn't been good. But I do think a lot of it was just like, okay, like it, this isn't gonna work no matter what. Like even if you play the right way, do the right things, like you're just, you think Zeke. this was a matchup based more than I anything just, else? I just, I do. Based on what you've seen from Zeke, though, even throughout this whole road trip. Well, I mean, that's the other side of it is that I just is that he's he's not earning trust. He is showing himself to be the tweener that we know he is. Like he's very often in the wrong position. Like he's very often put in a place where it's like he literally cannot succeed, which sucks. Mm-hmm. Um, tonight was just I, he, there was just nothing out there for him and. Uh, it was. It's weirder to me that they even started. They even he even got the two minutes. Right. You know, like that. That to me actually sends the wrongest of messages. Like, I, I see. But here's what we're. All, are we? Where are we at, Kel? We got time. Yeah, we got a couple minutes. So here's the thing, because I I want to push back on this even. Peyton Watson is basically in his rookie year. 
I think it's unfair to Peyton Watson to give that kind of leash right now. I do think that he deserves maybe a little bit more leeway. Zeke Naji's been around, man. I, I think there's something to the NBA where you get certain chances, but at a certain point, it's like you can't worry about Zeke Naji's confidence at this point. Yeah. You're gonna either make it or not make it. They just gave you a bunch of money. Yeah. Like you, you, we're not, we can't worry about. Oh, is this hard on you? Because now you're worried about making a mistake. Like you're past that point. I think Pickett. I think Peyton. I think even to a small, tiny extent, Christian Brown. You need to be con- conscious of those things. Zeke has been around long enough that I just don't know that you should uh, necessarily con- concern yourself. Nonetheless, we'll see going forward what yeah. happens with Zeke Naji. But I do think that there is just a trust factor with a handful well, of the bench guys, and they're all going to have to like adjust to, hey, simplify things so I know it. Tonight was a simplify game for Peyton Watson. He didn't do a lot of dynamic stuff tonight. No. He, he got, just we got back to him. Which is the key. And I think with Zeke, it's probably going to be the same thing. Like, get back to basics. Do one or two things really well. Bro, they need they need Zeke. You cannot ride DeAndre Jordan for an NBA season. At like, all. Unless their plan is to go to Jay Hoff. Like, they need no. Zeke, Zeke to be able to figure something out. Or at least, like, give them, like, just some passable minutes where it's not just a, a, a disaster when he's out there. But, I mean, he had 2,011 seconds, like, tonight. Like, it, you can't do anything with that. Um. Um, all right, let's take our first break. On the other side, we'll continue to talk about Justin Holiday. May Is he going to break into the rotation Holiday. after tonight's performance? We'll talk about that. Guys, if you are working a lot, if you got a busy life, you don't I'm have time serious. to cook, might be some of you guys on this that show is, right I, now. Oh, Factor? Yes. Check out Factor, Factor Meal Kits, man. I was sent like six or seven of these. A nice little Factor box with smoothies, too. With smoothies? Yeah. Uh, seven days later, they were all gone. Oh, yeah. They, they're that good, man. And um, I'm not, like, hyping these guys up. It feels like you're having a gourmet meal, but it's made in two minutes in your microwave. Uh, it's perfect for people who are always on the go. Um, maybe you're too busy with holiday plans to cook, but you want to make sure you're still eating well. With factors, skip the extra trip to the grocery store and all that chopping and prepping and cleaning up, too. Uh, skip the stress as well. You can choose from 35-plus weekly flavor-packed, fresh, never-frozen meals that support a healthy lifestyle. And you just pop them in your microwave. Two minutes, boom. They're good to go. They are good to go. Uh, so go to factormeals.com slash nuggets50. Factormeals.com slash dnvrnuggets50. dnvrnuggets50. That's the code to get 50% off. Factor.com dnvr nuggets 50 uh you're gonna get 50 percent off your factor meals also make sure to check out breckenridge brewery the official beer at dnvr tons of brett brew options if you're uh, checking out the dnvr bar we've got tons of brett brew on tap if you don't know where to get breck brew check out the breck brew beer locator on their website type in your zip code shows you where to get breck brew the beer of the month is the Broncos Country Pale Ale, $6 at the DNVR bar. New recipe as well. Ooh. It's Avalanche Amber season. You can always get the uh, Juice Drop IPA as well. Good company hard seltzers. Breck Brew is the official beer at DNVR. Alrighty, we are back. Uh, before we get to Justin Holiday, I actually want to make a note about Yoke tonight. So Yoke goes for 39 points, 11 rebounds, and 9 assists. He takes 29 shots. 17 to 29, a very efficient 29 attempts. Um, goes to the line just five times, which is a little wild. Dev, last year, Jokic took 25 or more shots three times. He took 25 twice. He took 26. 
This year, tonight was his fourth time taking 20. He has taken already more games with 25 or more field goal attempts this year through 16 games or 17 games than he did all of last season. Is this a like an aberration? Is this an anomaly? Or is New York kind of more aggressive? Let me tell you right now, I love this shit. I love it. <laughs> I truly do. And this was the game that I was like <laughs> able to really see that he might really just be that. This might be him now. Like yeah. this might be the New York because this was an opportunity where he could have just set the you know table and got other guys going. Like this was like like we talked about a good get right spot where everybody could have got involved. There was a lot of guys that were scoring in this game um, that he could have got their confidence up. And he was like, nope, I'm still going <laughs> to destroy. And I'm going to make it look really easy. This was like a calm game from him, but it was still very aggressive. Um, and that's against a guy that like can block the sun with his hands. You know what I mean? Like there's... He was just down there trying to like stop him from getting to his spots, and Yoke's like, "Nope, I'm gonna hit the sambor. I'm gonna do an up and under. All spots in my spot. I'm gonna do everything because this is just who I am." So I think that this is the new Yoke. This is the Yoke to stay, and there's gonna be a lot more of these games. I think. I know. I want this to be the new Yoke. You like scoring Yoke? I love it. It's great, dude. It's like. Not only is it great, like just because you need points to win, but it's like the ease in which he does it. It's it is like <laughs> when you watch like an older team playing a younger team, like the f- seniors playing the freshmen, and they score and they like look over, and it's like everyone's <laughs> laughing, and it's it just like just absolutely diminishes all of the efforts of the other team that yeah. just tries so hard to score. You know, it's just like, yay. Um, I mean, I think a lot of it is because Murray's out. You know, like is I what? Just because Mur- Murray's out. Murray's out. I mean, like, everything changes when Murray is out. It, like, really changes the pH balance of the Nuggets entirely. Like, everything that you don't know exactly who they're going to be night to night, we're seeing. Uh, but Jokic just being aggressive. The funniest thing is, like, I would bet the lion's share of his uh, shots came in that last period where you're like, why is he even in? And all we were doing is begging for a goddamn assist. Now he's, he's just cashing it right left. Padding his scoring stats. <laughs> Such stat padding behavior. Dude, I'm telling you, it really is Yoke's version of the Will assist year, the Yoke scoring year. There's a chance he leads the NBA in scoring this year. It's kind of hilarious. Nobody saw that coming. Uh, what's the chat say, Kale? Does the chat think this is new Yoke? Okay, all right. What do you, what yeah. do you think, Gwen? I think it's mostly because Murray's out, but he's just kind of going into this mode where he's getting the ball, and he's just like, fine, you want me to score? All right, I'll, I'll score. Boop, there you go. Like, all right, I'll, I'll, I'll score again. Okay, uh, double team. All right, I'll, fine. I'll, I'll put it in again. Um, zone defense. All right, I'll, I'll score again. He's just kind of doing it for the fun of it almost. Do you think there's anything to – he had 53 in the playoffs last year. Do you guys remember that? Yes. Yeah, but they lost because that was – that game four – That sucked. That game four was a very – it was the loudest make Yoka score game I've ever seen. Yep. And it, it don't really only work because Devin Booker went like 16 of 20 or something. Because they didn't that was, shoot 80% They shot like game. 90% and Denver barely lost. But I do wonder if Yoke looks at some of that stuff and goes, all right, from based on the playoffs, I can tell teams are going to try to make me to mm. be a score. Like, I need to become a better scorer. To, you know, I need to go Shaq this year so that that's no longer a viable option. I don't know. Just I, 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 I don't even know if I believe it. Shoot. Yeah. yeah, but this one is a little bit different. This game, he, he didn't shoot the threes. He was just like, None. 
just dissecting them from inside out. Then he like got to the mid-range spots, and then he made it like tough where if you're going to send a double team, I'm going to kick it. Um, I'm going to just get to where I need to get to. And that's not what the Aaron Gordon law passed. That's not what, you know, MPJ, I'm sorry, uh, Jamal Murray doing the DHO, like that you could just do repetitive. Like he was like, hey, I'm going to get it every way that I want to in this game. And him going inside instead of the three-pointers and settling for that, this is this is here to stay. This is here to stay. Unless you think that I'm only pointing out the highs, right? Last year, Jokic, 40 games, he took under 15 field goal attempts. Uh, 15 or under. 40, half of the games. This year, out of 17, he's three times done that. One was the game in Detroit where he got kicked out in the second quarter. He was on mm -hmm. pace to go above 15. Uh, he has a game with 13 against Cleveland, a game with 14 against Memphis, uh, 14 attempts. So he's even his lows are higher than before. Yeah. So I I don't know. I do feel like there is a deliberate decision by Yoke, whether it's because of Murray, whether it's because of something else, where it just seems deliberate that Yoke's like, no, I'm a scorer this year. And I, he can't be that far off of the lead for leading scorer in the NBA. I'll have to look that up here in a second. Yeah. Um, Justin Holiday played a lot of minutes tonight. He started. Plays 27. He goes 2 of 5. He was a plus 15. He had 5 points, 2 rebounds, 3 assists, 1 steal. Wind. Um, I think it's hard at this moment to say that Justin Holiday is not one of Denver's top 9, 10 guys. Like, to me, he seems so solid that I, I kind of feel like he'll be a fixture. Yeah, I mean, just the fireman putting out the fires from that road trip. <laughs> You're talking about guys who are in Michael Malone's circle of trust. Was, I'm so glad you brought that. That was great. Point. Talking about guys in Michael <laughs> Malone's circle of trust. I mean, the fireman, Justin Holiday is very certainly in that circle of trust. And I thought he really impacted the game in a positive way to start. He was moving the ball. And he's way more of a shooting threat than Aaron Gordon is from three-point range right yeah. now. So we just kind of changed the court in that way. And then with that, you let Michael Porter Jr. play a lot of four, which I actually think is his best position. So I loved how Justin Holiday impacted the game tonight. And yeah, he's solid, man. If you remember, a couple months ago, Justin Holiday, we named him the MVP of training camp. That's right. He was a guy in training camp that we were talking to people with the Nuggets that were watching practices, and they were like, Justin Holiday can play, man. We weren't expecting him to be this good, but he can shoot it, and he can do a little bit of everything. So I think the Nuggets have known Justin Holiday can do this, exactly what he did tonight. They, they've known he has this in him. They want to start the year you know, playing the young guys, trying to get Project Dynasty rolling, but <laughs> this is what Justin Holiday can give you. Do I think he needs to play every single night? Maybe right now, maybe right now that's the right idea. For the rest of the season, I don't think so. But it's great to know you've got that in like the tank as as a reserve type thing. Yeah, this year is about like um, the young guys and trying to get them to like be up to speed and playing that Jokic ball and um, Denver's brand brand of basketball. With Justin Holiday, he's a vet. He do you don't have to teach him that. He just fit in seamlessly like with the other guys because he just knows how to play the right way he's going to space the floor he's not going to stand out in a bad way he's going to knock down a couple of shots but he's just going to do you know what what is needed for him without doing too much um in this game he had three assists two rebounds um knocked down the triple which was just like a, a composed shot because like the, the play broke down he just knocked it down but he just stands out in the right way 
27 minutes, you didn't see him get just attacked. You didn't see uh, bad things from him. And you could take that yep. as a starter alongside Jokic. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's clear, like, you want, like, you want the young guys to show out. Like, you want the next generation of, of players to come along. Like, you want Zeke to play well so you don't bring in DeAndre Jordan. You want... Strother or you know Gillespie or any of these guys, Pickett, whatever, to show you that they belong, and so you like leave the vet on the on the bench. But now we're seeing after this disastrous road trip for the for the bench and for a lot of the young players, it's like okay, they're not ready, man. They're just not ready all the time. Like they need a little bit of veteran leadership, and you need to have times where you can just be like, all right, like Piwat, we're not you know we're not going to do this right now. Like just. Justin coming. I, I, I like this. Like the Nuggets have done well for themselves by having veteran players come in and play amongst young players. I mean, that's like a tried and true recipe in the NBA. And it's like obviously why you get a Justin Holiday. Um, so yeah, I'm like, it's of course. Like he should absolutely play. He yeah. should play a lot. Right now it just feels like they need Justin Holiday. They do. They they need his stability. With the starters, with the second unit, they just need his consistency and and just reliability right now. now they're, in a, they're in a place where they need it. Bounce back game for Reggie Jackson. 20 points, 7 rebounds, 6 assists. He did have 4 turnovers. He had a terrible turnover on like the first possession of the game. It drove me nuts. Um, 7 of 10 shooting, including 3 of 3 from 3-point line, though. But it, this was an overall a, a good game. Um, any analysis for him, Wind? I thought he mostly made the right decisions on offense. And he had a nice combination of looking for his shot but also looking to get others involved i thought um like he took good shots tonight he took good in rhythm shots within the flow of the offense and that's what i like the most i like the fact that he got downhill there was a lot of like and one finishes for him like attacking the rim yeah um but just made sure that they fill him um while getting others involved six assists seven rebounds 20 points that's that's a Jamal type of night, you know. Like you need that from your backup point guard, who's now stepping into a role, um, you know, to run the offense. Yeah, he had those turnovers early, but he also took care of the, of the ball late. So this was a really good game from Reggie. Yeah, dude, the longer we have Reggie in our world, like I just realize, like the way that he moves, the way that he attacks, like he just always kind of seems out of control. Like there's a lot of times where he's he, not doing anything. He's got a really weird body he does it's, it's just him. it's why he looks wild a lot how and he so, like palms the ball yes a little dude bit it always looks like he's carrying it, it and always he, he moves kind of like uh i don't know i don't know either like spider-man kind of yeah i guess like spider-man <laughs> uh but like so when he plays badly it's like really loud yeah and oftentimes when he's making sound basketball plays it just kind of looks weird it looks like he's like off schedule and he's like doing things that you don't want your players to do but man he finishes well and like he can get really hot when he shoots he's uh he brings a lot to the table that i really didn't necessarily expect expect like reggie jackson's a, a player that i i liked i was really excited we picked him up uh he was terrible last year and we all know why like he just didn't have time to acclimate now you're seeing like the fruits of sticking with a guy like that but it's just it's just hard it's like Reggie Jackson can be doing so well and looking so bad at the same time. Um, it's like such an anomaly, but it was he was great tonight. Like he was great. What about KCP, Dem? KCP has like stepped up offensively um, last couple games. Yeah, without Jamal there, where he's in a new role. 
Um, and it's been great to see him be aggressive, like shooting the ball, because we didn't see that earlier in the year. He is another player that just fits the mode of, if you guys need me to play defense, I'm going to play defense. If you need me to score, I'm going to score. Um, in this game, he had a blend of both, where he's attacking guys, but he's also attacking the rim and being aggressive. Knocked down shots, um, played the passing lanes. Like, KCP is... That's a professional, like yep. in every single way. Um, it's a great he's way to been stepping it. up um, alongside Jokic. Like those two are the only ones that's been consistent this year. This is this is a great KCP year to start to start out. Yeah, yeah. I agree. Um, any other notes from from this game? On the other side, I do want to ask some questions. But before I move fully on, I mean, we didn't really talk about Christian. I don't know that he had a specifically noteworthy game tonight. I thought he was good: five points, four rebounds, four assists. Um, but is there anybody else that – I guess should we spend more time on Michael Porter tonight? 25 points, 7 rebounds. We talked about him early on. Uh, here's what I'll say about Mike this year because this was, I thought, a good game from him where he did a lot, of, a, a lot of things. I feel like Mike is being so cognizant of not shooting too much to the detriment of his own shot because there's so many times where he catches the ball and doesn't shoot it or hesitates when I'm like, Mike, your value is that – the defense should always fear that you could make a three at any given moment. You know, Clay Thompson had that in his heyday. Steph Curry obviously always has that where you're just pan in panic mode. But I kind of feel like he's not going to shoot contested shots right now, even mildly contested. You can tell that he's so conscious of yes. not wanting to make plays, whether it's three-point shots or, like, attacking the rim or trying to make something out of nothing. He does not want to do anything that can show up on film where Michael Malone can scrutinize him. Like, he, he does not want to do anything that could even test that. And to your point, some of those three-point shots that he's passing up, I don't think that's the stuff that Michael Malone would get mad at him for because that is why he's out there. You want him taking those shots. But I wonder if in the back of his mind, he's just always thinking about, got to make the right play, got to make the right play. I feel like there's, like, something to Michael, Michael Porter Jr. that is – he should be just the cockiest guy in all of life. Like he's like very good looking to me personally. I look, look at him all the time. He has a good great body, incredible body. Good to know. Can't stop looking at that thing. His the way he shoots is like otherworldly. He should just like walk around and like everyone should just like get out of the way. But like he has like an air of like like lacking confidence sort of in general. I don't understand it at all. Like, I feel like if I was my, I'll check that. If vote was Michael Porter Jr., he would be Hitler. Like he would be, he would walk around. He would be unstoppable. Like, and, but Michael Porter Jr. is like kind of stoppable for reasons I cannot figure out. I mean, originally he needed somebody to tell him to shoot that ball. Yes. <laughs> but I mean, it also goes to show like how much he truly has worked on just being part of this culture and, and part of, you know, the offense where he's not standing out in the worst ways or just forcing like bad shots. You talk about being cognizant. These are games with, without Jamal and just needing another score where he could just shoot it every single time, and no one would be mad at that. But he's like, no, I'm still going to run the offense. I'm still going to you know, make passes and try to hit my reads um, because this is what you guys have wanted from me because this is what we look like when we're at our best. So I do think that there's just like a lot of thoughts of, no, I'm going to play the right way because that's what is instilled in me. So I love that right now. That's great. Yeah. I mean, I would like to see him ratchet up the shooting just a little bit because playing the right way to me for him is more about defensive assignments and mm -hmm. like breakdowns and be spacing and things like that. But when he receives the ball, I just want that confident three-point shooter that's like, oh, 
hand down, even though you closed out, yep. you didn't close out with your hand up. Too bad. Hand down, man down. Like that's when Denver's offense is most dynamic. And honestly, I feel like Mike is better at those shots than he is at other shots. You know, like he's best at the shot where you close out with a hand down. He's like, oh, too bad. Yeah. That's where he's at his best. And I just yeah. want to see him get back to it. But I mean, this was a great game. This was a great game. Yeah, did you guys remember that he uh he broke somebody down off he, the dribble He crossed in this game? somebody up a like crossover. I've never seen him cross somebody up before. <laughs> no, dude. Come on, Mike. Let's, let's go. Collins. I think oh, it might have been. Him out. <laughs> I hope it was Zach Collins. I Zach Collins was a very confusing hand gesture on the way out. Tell somehow a disturbing hand gesture. Um, one guy we got to talk about. I know we need that. to go to break, but we got to talk about this guy. I'm claiming Julian Strother. What? I'm here claiming, we go again. Kale. I'm claiming it, man. Here we go again. I'm telling you. Here's, here's what I'll say. Uh, here's what I'll say. <laughs> it's it's, like it's me guys. or Dabs or D-Lines. <laughs> <laughs> here's what I'll say about Julian Strother. Here we go. I love this dude's game. And I yeah. know he's had some ups and downs this year. I mean, he's a freaking rookie in his first 15 games or whatever. I'm telling you, I just buy so much the skill set yeah. and the way he plays. Because to me, I mean, I've, I've said the Christian Brown comp before. To me, he really is this guy that I just think gets basketball in a way that, like, you could try to teach guys that don't get basketball, but there's a ceiling to it. His ceiling is the top level mm -hmm. in just terms of how he gets it, and he has a shot and he has a floater. Like, I think this guy has real upside as an offensive player, not as a star or as a creator, just upside as a system player in this offense that's, like, unlike most guys. He, know, he knows what he's supposed to be doing out there. Shoot the ball. If you don't shoot it, get a floater. He's okay with that. <laughs> and he's, he's actually like, good off the dribble, like better than I thought. Yeah, and and they've been putting him in like spots where he can put the ball yep. in his hands and he can. And it's not even about creating. It's just that he's so focused on scoring that other things happen. He's like, all right, that was that was a good pat. Like let me make that pass. Yeah. But like he really wants to score every single time, but he understands exactly what he's supposed to do out there. And you gotta love that. Also, he had three steals in this game. Can't be mad at that. And the greatest part is that he withstood what should have been a career-ending Victor Wimanyama middle of the lane. Dude, <laughs> and dude he, and he, the craziest thing is that Victor Wimanyama came down the lane with full inertia. Julian Strother was just standing there under the basket like a you know like a little baby deer or there something. There is a chance that and that he went would up be and then Victor Wimanyama got Julian the worst of it by far. <laughs> he lay, he ended up falling on the ground was yeah. like laying for a while and Strother was just like. Ooh, I'm glad that's not gonna yeah. <laughs> my uh, the last thing ever seen by me no. again. Yeah. Victor Wimbledon, what kind of strange? Anyway. Yeah, I mean, I am the one who put him in my circle of trust already. Julius, he's not, Julius Victor definitely Wimbledon. not in my circle of trust. I think but he's I, in mine. Oh, dude, he's he's not in a circle of trust. Right? He was like a <laughs> minus nineteen dude, he's a in couple the circle games of vibes. ago. I don't know, man. He, he's in the circle of vibes. He plays he's like a vet. Dude, he plays like a seasoned veteran. He does. He's in the C of V. He does, but there's still, I think, a lot, a long way to go. All right, let's take a break. On the other side, I'm going to play a little true or false with the fellas. Truth or dare. False. I mean, true or false. Truth or dare. <laughs> Guys, if you're looking for a great holiday you. gift, we got a Tell month until Christmas. Even less until Hanukkah. If you're looking for a great holiday gift, check out Breckenridge Distillery. Breckenridge Bourbon, the official bourbon of the Denver Broncos ticket contest. That's right. They're giving out... Um, two tickets to the Breckenridge Bourbon Whiskey Suite for Broncos Chargers on December 31st. How you enter is you post on your Instagram and Facebook using the hashtag Broncos Bourbon. I think winners get announced December 4th through December 10th. So you can go to BreckenridgeDistillery.com slash bourbon of the Denver Broncos to enter that. 
Um, but they got so many great options of bourbon at Breck Distillery. They've got new Broncos Blizzard bourbon. Or sorry, what? it's a vodka. A new vodka commemorating the first white alternate Broncos helmets. What? So you can get it on the Broncos Blizzard vodka as well. It's Nobody is going to be mad at you if you give them a Christmas present. That's Breck Dude, Distillery. perfect Christmas gift yes. for a father-in-law, a yeah. father, a brother, any man in your life that you're like, oh, any real uh, man, what do they want? Just get them man. a bottle of attractive booze. Like, yes. They love it. Breckenridge Distillery products available in all 50 states. Shop your local retailer or visit BreckenridgeDistillery.com for home delivery of award-winning Breckenridge spirits. Also, make sure to check out Hestra Gloves. Uh, if you guys are looking for a real great everyday job glove, don't trash your good ski gloves. Don't be going to like Target and just buying a new pair of gloves every month or so. Do it right. Get your Hestra job gloves today. Um, they're a great fit. They're warm. They're super high quality. They're great for year-round do-it-yourself projects, gardening, construction, landscaping, other work where you use your hands. Go to hestrajob.us. Use code DNVRJOB, DNVRJOB, to get 30% off your next purchase. For anyone looking to supply their team with high-quality work gloves at a bulk rate, you can also email Josh Jacobson, Josh, at hestrausa.com. And I have to say, like, if that an obnoxious man in your life doesn't drink. Hester gloves. gloves, dude. Perfect gift for the <laughs> for the hardworking man in your life. Back here, segment three. Dev, how do we do on our bets today? Actually, Dev doesn't know. <laughs> <laughs> Dev was a part of it. We didn't do great. We need Dev here. Oh man, we had a, a fill in, huh? We didn't do too well. We didn't do that great. Um. All right. Well, whatever. Well, there's always a uh, tomorrow night. Quick bounce back for us. Oh, what the H, um, guys. I want us to tier, I want us to rank why the Nuggets were in such a lull now that we're on the other side and we've seen them come have this little bounce back game. I'm going to start here, Dev. They were on the road. Denver is what, 8-1 and one now at home? They go out on the road. They've. It's always tough to play on the road. They just happened to be on a five-game road trip that was kind of condensed. That's. It's really not that deep, man. They were just on the road. Like I true, think this that's one, true. Yeah, this would be true, but I'll be. I Truth. think it's like third on okay. like the it's list be a of low, really. I think it's I'll like third the other on, on the list the of one. things that like is like wrong with the Nuggets right now. So it's it's pretty high, but it's not the top two things that have them. You know, All right, he's spot. got two things that are higher. What do you think, Eric? Uh, Teams don't win on the road, man. Yeah, this again. This is this is vintage Denver Nuggets. Absolute classic. Like if, just a throwback. I loved it. Go on the road, get punked uh, like four out of five games. You're like, why am I watching basketball? Do I like this team? Is this worth my time? And they come home and they just like lay the smack down on the Spurs. And you're like, oh, right. This is dope. I love basketball. They do this every goddamn year. Uh, This is no different. Nuggets do. Are there eight? No, I'm sorry. I I misspoke earlier saying they lost a game. Foolish me. They're eight. No, they have Mm -hmm. the best home record in the NBA. The Celtics are seven and zero. Everybody else has a loss. Um, Denver also has played a lot of home games, so something to kind of think about. Um, you think it's pretty low too, or like that they were on the I road? Think I, think, I think it's actually pretty high. I I'll yeah. be surprised if it's lower than second on my yeah. list. I it think we all think it's list. pretty high. Um, and a big reason why is because your role players generally play worse on the road, and especially your young role players. 
always play worse on the road. And Nuggets have a lot of those. And those guys have played bad on the road. I actually think this is it. It's, like it's not just regular road, but you're talking about young guys having to go out on the road. That's where they're Young tough. road. So, um, yeah, not uh, used to that uh, Houston nightlife quite yet. Not quite. Well, or the New Orleans nightlife. The, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yes. At least Yoke, the veteran, goes out after after he loses. Yeah, but he knows, he knows he has the good sense to take his shirt off, which yeah, is that's true. Everybody, everybody else there, is like, yeah, like everyone's just holding the yeah, booze in. That's right. Um, <laughs> that helps him sweat it out. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what about this one? I'll start with you, D line. They just played tough teams. I mean, here's the thing. They lost to the Rockets twice. They lost to the Magic, who are now one of the best teams in the NBA. They lost to the Cavs, the Pelicans, and the Timberwolves. They have not lost to a bad team yet. I, it's possible. That it's like, hey, when you play tough teams in the NBA, you lose, and especially when it's on the road. Uh, not not a zero. But this is the, they're the NBA champions. Everyone should be worse than them. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, yeah, but still, like, even the champions lose games. Yeah, but I mean, I don't know. Kind of, they don't always lose. <laughs> it was like the Warriors after they came out, they didn't drop a bunch on the road. I'm just saying. We like, should ask that question. Actually, I just that. think, um, you know, I mean, the, the 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 competition was better than it looked on paper when the road trip started and when That's the true. season started. There are a lot of teams that we didn't expect much from that are actually, the Magic sucked at the beginning of the year, and then Denver caught them in the middle of their six game win streak. But I think it is, you know, it is the the convergence of those teams that are not terrible on the road with young players. So, I mean, it's not obviously not a factor, but I, I kind of think the Nuggets would have choked against even lesser opponents. I mean, but they didn't. I Because they didn't get the opportunity. To. They played Detroit. Well, that's the least opponent. That's barely <laughs> an opponent. Like, But I'm saying like even middle of the pack teams, I, I think they would have struggled with. Deb, what do you think? I think this is super, super low on my list of things. Those teams that you named are playing well right now. Those are not good teams. Really? Like those are yeah. Those are not teams that you look at. Um, like we we think those teams are going to be themselves by the end of the year, or I, at least I do. Um, I don't think that is super high on the list. And also, if you're the defending champs and you have aspirations of winning it again, you have to play well against those type of teams. So you got to figure it out. You can't just say every good team. If you lose, it's okay. Figure it out. Magic are seven and two at home. Rockets are eight and one at home. You know, everybody like, just is good at home and sucks on the road. <laughs> kind of. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, it's how the NBA works, right? I, There's except I, for know. two or three teams that break that mold. Is I this think it's definitely a factor. But um, they are decent teams. But if you watch those games, Nuggets played bad. Like a lot of those were self-inflicted losses. I thought. Thinking back to that Orlando game, especially. Like how they just broke down in the last five minutes of that game yeah. against a bad clutch team. A lot of those were losses that the Nuggets themselves lost. All right, next one. It was seasonal seasonal affect disorder. What is this called? Seasonal affected depression. Affected depression. <laughs> uh, very high. <laughs> it's been shown every year. I can't be talked off this point because I know how I feel when. So I this can. is higher than than the, they played tough teams on the road. Well, it's like when they're top, <laughs> pretty they're warm top, in Houston last week. When they're when their top player is like not himself, 
and so seems it's Jokic specifically. It's Jok- yeah. Yes, it is Jokic Kay. specifically. Kay. It's not that he was bad, but like maybe Zeke too. We don't I'm know. I'm just saying, like you can tell us when somebody is like dispirited and you, there's not really a reason why. I'm just saying, like uh, okay. we can laugh it Zeke off. Zeke being affected the most by this would make a lot of sense. He, he's not though. He, he doesn't uh, mope. Zeke doesn't mope. He just gets beat. You know, like, do you think he mopes? He doesn't like mopey to me. I don't know. I, I don't. I'm not going to do this to Zeke. I have no idea. <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I, don't, like, I don't know. Where is this one on your list? Um, Lower for me. <laughs> not not super high. What about but you, the Deb? fact that it affects Jokic and maybe. We don't know. This isn't <laughs> canon, guys. We can't, like, put this on Wikipedia. You Jokic brought this suffers. up. You brought this up. I'm just saying, we're speculating right now, but I'm not saying but we you can't, can't be assign like, it to him. But you can't if, be the one that's does. like, oh, hey, guys. It's going to be on Wikipedia. Hey, like, guys, we can't bring this up as you bring Jokic it up. Jokic struggles <laughs> from seasonal affected disorder. If Go- it affects Jokic, it would filter down to the rest of the team. And can we did. explain wh- what we mean here? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if we can. <laughs> Listen, a lot of people have problems when the the uh, seasons change. You go into winter, and it like makes people depressed. It's basketball season. <laughs> I don't know what that means. <laughs> it's always basketball season. It's always the same time. Um, <laughs> uh, wait, I'll go to you first on this one. They're just just missing Jamal Murray. That's number one on this list. That's number one. There's the most oh, with truth a bullet. to that. Yeah, I mean, there's a clear gap between all those other ones, including seasonal depression and this. <laughs> I, are, we, are we laughing at mental health on this on this podcast? Is that what, is that what we've become? Do you just everyone has to toughen up? Oh, you can no. pull yourself up by your bootstraps. Unbelievable. Um, yes, Jamal Murray just is the number one reason why this way, team has struggled at times this season. Uh, Jamal Murray is an incredible basketball player. He completes the second unit. He makes that group go. And he's also arguably, you know, in the top tier closers in the NBA. So would the Nuggets have won that Magic game with Jamal Murray? Yes. Absolutely. Yes. Would they have won a couple of those other close games with Jamal Murray? Of course. It's number one with a bullet. To play devil's advocate, because this one feels like an obvious number one dev, to play devil's advocate, they've played without Murray in the past and they've done very well. They've been especially bad this year without Murray. I mean, we know that the year Murray went down, they went, what, 19-4 and four or whatever down the stretch. They won 48 games without him last, you know, two seasons ago. So, they're playing worse than usual without him. This is number one. <laughs> I, don't, I don't care what the devil is saying. This is number one. Also, this feels so much like the year when Jamal was out, where you had to, like, you were playing bad and you were just trying to figure it out and then Jokic was just going nuclear every single game but like was he happy and also it didn't get them over the hump so they don't look like the same team when he's not there um Phoenix Suns people would say that he really doesn't matter we get to see that he does they re- they recounted that by the way they rescinded that that <laughs> and they should they should yeah this i mean of course this is the number one reason it's like not even debatable um it changes everything without Jamal Murray. It changes absolutely everything. I've said a couple times, like, the delicate ecosystem that is the Denver Nuggets, when it is fully put together, is devastating. But then when they are forced to try and find answers, and the answer is always just, like, give it to Jokic, um, it's fine unless Jokic, for reasons that we don't understand, gets ejected two games in a row because he can't stop arguing with people because he's so irritated. He's, like, just off his game. Um it matters like too much is put up put on him and it's annoying like 
sometimes when you're just like, I don't like, this is a group project, man. Like, I don't want to do all the work again on this group project. When Jamal Murray comes in, like you said, especially against in that um, game against New Orleans, like the two-man game going down the stretch, like that's just it. Like the game is whatever until that last eight minutes and it's the two-man game and it's like they're going to score every single time and you guys have to keep pace and you're not, guess what? You're not going to be able to. All right, here's the last one for you and it's that they're young. And I'll go first on this one. One thing that's really annoyed me over the last two weeks, there have been a lot of people who have taken a victory lap about, oh, man, this is, I told you the Nuggets weren't going to be deep this. enough this year. I told I you. It. When, you know, at the beginning of the year, the bench looked incredible, and it was like everybody was taking a victory lap of, oh, they're not going to miss Bruce and Jeff at all. Look at this. Like, when you deal with small sample sizes, like right now we're at 17 games. Murray's missed nine, so he was there for, what, eight? We're almost at exactly half and half. For those eight games, Denver's bench, better than last year. Everybody declared it, right? Stamp of approval. Last nine, told you they were going to miss these guys. I just think that there's something, too. They're young. These guys have talent. We always knew that this season was going to be a race against the clock for Peyton Watson, Christian Brown, maybe some of Julian Strother, maybe some of these other guys, Zeke Naji even. It was going to be a race against the clock of... These guys have the talent to be playoff caliber players, but we're not sure if they're going to grow into that in 82 games. If they do, Nuggets probably win a title. So they run through this early stretch without Murray and they run to these bumps and it kind of goes like you would have predicted, right? It goes the way you would predict young players going through the gauntlet here. So part of me thinks that I think this one might be high too. They're just young and this is the natural progression of a young team. They're 11 and six and they hit a rough patch. Yeah, I think it could be number one to be totally honest. Like, this is what we thought was going to happen. This is what we expected to happen. These peaks and valleys with uh, the second timeline throughout the regular season. We came into the year expecting this would happen. And then I wonder if the initial start of this thing kind of threw off our expectations a little bit. And then, you know, Jamal Murray goes out and the bench starts to suck. And we're like, oh, shouldn't they be this good? Um, but we always thought they'd be up and down and this is this is honestly probably number one on this list like a young bench is just gonna fluctuate throughout the season just how it is but the bench sucked last year like the bench was terrible last it year. was that's the, the wildest thing like that people just gloss over it's so wild like because and it's specifically just because of bruce brown like bruce brown had a magnificent showing in the playoffs he was good, though. He was also good. But he wasn't good for large stretches in the uh, last year to, to the point where we were like, we don't have a backup one. Like, we don't... We spent a lot of time hand-wringing about just, like, how the bench was going to work. What, this can't be all on Jokic again, blah, 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 blah. Um, the fact that they're young is a big deal, but it, it's that they're young and we actually needed a lot more from them this road trip than typically we would because, again, because Jokic got fouled out Two, two games in a row or fouled out and then got ejected himself. ejected himself. Like, that was a big factor. Um, but you just can't rely on young guys. I don't know. It was just a confluence of events. All of these things, that all of these factors are factors. Jamal being out throws off everything. Everything else comes into play once he's out, though. I think this is, like, number two. Um, but I also think that this is, like, a, a good thing, honestly, because yeah. it is the young bench. Um, but it's also like expedites the, the process of what they've looked like. They didn't want to 
built this team just to win, you know, back to back. Like this is for the future for Project them to just Dynasty. continue to to win. Um, you know multiple uh, championships so you get to see the young bench but you also get to see them grow in this process right now is them growing um even if it doesn't look beautiful right now you get to see who's in who's um out what's working what's not working and then also it's early but you get to see these roles that people are picking up they get to know what their role is mm -hmm. um and it's not shifting so once it becomes consistent this is going to be dangerous but right now they don't have it figured figured out and that's why they're not winning these games right now. But also, it's going to work out. Uh, all right. I hear Brendan Vogt calling in live from Ball Arena. So let's do our final break. And on the other side, we'll hear from him about what Michael Malone had to say about this game. In the NBA, the game can change in an instant. But no matter how the action unfolds, you know DraftKings Sportsbook has your back. This week, new customers can score $150 instantly. And bonus bets for betting just 5 bucks on basketball. Win or lose, you get an instant dub. Make sure to download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use code DNVR. New customers can get $150 instantly in bonus bets uh, for betting just five bucks. So bet five bucks on the Nuggets. They win or lose. Boom. You're a new customer. You get $150 in bonus bets instantly. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook with code DNVR. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY to 467-369. In West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. Please play responsibly. In Connecticut, help is available for problems gambling. Call 888-789-777 or visit ccpg.org. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, must be 21 plus or older in most eligible states, but age varies by jurisdiction. See DraftKings.com sportsbook. For details and state-specific responsible gambling resources, eligibility, and deposit restrictions apply. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after assurance terms at sportsbook.draftkings.com basketball terms. Uh, also, a couple more hours to get in on uh, the DNVR Black Friday sale that was extended throughout the weekend through cyber monday you got it through tomorrow oh through tomorrow we yeah cyber monday tomorrow so so many sale events black friday cyber monday yeah, but listen this is a big weekend for us it's important we make a you know we sell a lot of our wares it helps us stay um a business for, yeah. for uh, another year and there's yeah uh insane deals like mitch actually lost his goddamn mind he's gonna pay for it he made some of the shirts so cheap that it's going to ruin his life for the next month shipping them out. <laughs> the, Get on are that. you talking about the Golden Era Championship Edition shirt for three ninety nine? Three ninety nine. Yes, uh, <laughs> I, that's one example. Yeah. Yes, but yeah, if you guys want to support us, go to the DNVRlocker.com, buy some uh, Black Friday Cyber Monday merch, help us out, support DNVR. We appreciate it as always. Alrighty, let's go live to Ball Arena where Brennan Vote is waiting to speak to us. There he is. Uh, Kale, let's see if we can plug him in. Are you there? Can you hear me? There yeah, yeah. you are. We, it just takes a, we, need, we need to change what, what we do. It's an ecam thing. It's not a Kale thing. So when we didn't have a graphic that comes up that says, like, he's coming, and then, uh, Bo, please oh, speak. Yeah, what happened to those? <laughs> the Michael Malone said the Nuggets did what they were supposed to do tonight. You're supposed to get a win at home. That's what good teams do. And he was particularly pleased with Peyton Watson, who won the defensive player of the game chain tonight, which I think a lot of people expected. But the chain also came with a challenge, fellas. It came with a message from Malone. Can you play with that same energy and effort every night? And he clarified it's not to say that Peyton's necessarily not playing hard, but some nights you really, really feel his impact. 
and uh, you know some nights you don't. And tonight they really felt it. And so his challenge to Peyton was to bring that same energy. I think everyone watching the game tonight saw like he went and got it for himself, played hard. That's what they're looking for from the rookies. Uh, and for the young guys, that's a challenge. You said he can be great one night. The next night you're fighting for consistency. But there's a challenge to young Peyton Watson. Can he do that every night? And then lastly, from Malone, it's all about taking the show on the road. Now, last year, they had 19 road wins. They're hoping to avoid a similar record this year. And it starts with defense. He said opponents shot 60% from the floor before the first timeout in all of those road games on that last trip. So if you saw the Nuggets digging themselves out of a hole before the bench even got out there, well, that starts with defense. That's where the Nuggets and the starters can help themselves as they take this show back on the road. We heard from Michael Porter Jr. Jr. reflecting on Victor Wembanyama. He said, yeah, he's tall in only, in only a classic Mike fashion. Uh, on scoring on him at the rim, he said, look, at the end of the day, he's still a human being which actually he cracked himself up with that one. Uh, and then he had a reflective period in the presser. Great question from DMAC about Victor Wembanyama, who got a lot of attention as a young player, comes into the NBA as one of the more discussed and hyped young prospects in quite some time. And Porter said, yeah, the thing that I remember is you grow up as the best player in youth basketball. You win a lot of games. You're always winning. And for the number one overall draft pick, you go to a team that typically isn't in a possession to win, in a position to win. So to some extent, I feel bad for him there. That's got to be tough. But also, that's part of the job. But I think about it, you know, with my journey, I got to grow into a role with no added pressure. I got to join Jokic and Murray and a bunch of winners. And that was a blessing, Porter said. Lastly, from a reflective Porter Jr., I said, I thought you looked more comfortable with the three tonight, particularly the step-back threes. And he said, uh... You know, it was always nice to see them fall, but the key word for him was aggression. He said he was a lot more aggressive with no Murray and no Aaron Gordon. And in that last game, he thought he was way, way too passive, and he recognized that. So he just wanted to be aggressive tonight, and I think that ended up having a positive cascading effect on his game, fellas. I agree. I agree. All righty, any other final thoughts, Vote? Uh, I, hey, as someone who was out of town for a week, uh, Nuggets seem fine. What's all the fuss about? Jeez, I know we suck. On. We uh, yeah, we don't. Know, I don't know. We we blew. We broke the Nuggets when you were gone. You should don't. <laughs> please don't leave again. Yeah, I came back. Mike looks great. Nuggets are up by twenty. It's like oh, that was the problem. How were you out of town? Yeah. How was, was I? Not great like? either. It's good to be back. It's good to be back. Yeah. In Baltimore, Everybody's you know, better where, at home. Uh, everything's better at home. Everything's better. All righty, buddy. Thanks. Get home safe. We'll see you That's tomorrow. Um, chat skill. Yeah. Uh, Josh Barnett. From down under. Did, can you make it a little bigger, Cal? <laughs> <laughs> the old tiny super chat Day reading. for us, DNVR sports fans. 1.61 <laughs> kilometers high city, baby. Let's go. I love it. I love. I hope we have a constant imperial versus metric system jokes <laughs> all season, thanks to those oh, 5280 man. jerseys. Love it. I appreciate that. Uh, Diz, Heat first Nuggets. What is this, my damn microwave? <laughs> where did it come? Oh, like a microwave. Yeah, <laughs> okay. but we didn't play the Heat. Yeah, where did the Heat this come is, from? Like, I can decipher that, but that feels like maybe that was leftover from the finals. <laughs> 
he for, it was just sitting on his uh, <laughs> he yeah, and he yeah, he like it. <laughs> <laughs> it's like that text you forgot to hit on uh, Joe Arrow 27 I know y'all talked about it already Mike Mike's defense was great on Wemby refs bailed his stats out it, yeah he was yeah he I was. mean Wemby took probably more free throws than Jokic tonight Oh, that's a given. Seven to five, yeah. He just falls a lot. Yeah, dude, he's good. I the predict big, he'll be an Drew expert Hanlon foul, drawer. foul drawer. Big Drew Hanlon vibes. Joe Clem, 15. I think I can sum up your guys' skepticism of, of Wemby with this question. Is Wemby Porzingis 2.0? It's exactly what we were saying down t- downstairs. And it provided no clarity. I think, I think a super Porzingis, but yeah, that's that's my take on it. I'm going to talk more about him tomorrow on all NBA show. Shout out. With Tim Legler. 55555-ish, all the Nuggets, all are, nuggets good. are good. All the Nuggets are good. All except one. Well, wow. Man, oh man, that's, that <laughs> sucked. Super dope hip-hop. Adam D-line too low on Wemby. Love Yoke, but at 19, not this good. Tonight, 22-11. Two, six, four blocks, only done by Hakeem three times, Dr. J two times, Malone Parrish, Wemby. Wow, nice research there. Uh, if health, work ethic, team, good, look out. P.S. Yoke, top 10 to 18, go, and heading up. <laughs> Listen, I don't think that Wemby is uh, – that's a mischaracterization of what I'm saying. Like, I just don't understand his game, given the frame that he has been blessed with uh, – I feel like he he is dominant, but could be like a million times more dominant if he played like a big guy instead of like a small guy. You you and Shaq probably want him to get his ass on the block. <laughs> yeah, get your ass on the goddamn block. <laughs> Guys, that does it for our show tonight. Thanks for hanging out with us on this Sunday. We are back tomorrow, man. We got a lot of shows all week long. We got the Clippers game tomorrow. Nuggets in L.A. to take on the Clippers. So we'll be back for a very late edition of the oh DMBA show. The dog days. The dog days. Hit that like button on the way out. We'll see you guys Let's tomorrow. Let's go.